Welcome to Off the Top, where Black excellence dwells. Last episode, you heard our two oldest provide their perspective on us and why Ebony Tree Council matters. So today, you will have the pleasure of hearing our youngest give credence to why ETC matters today. All right. Hello. Well, first of all, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Hi, um, hello everyone. My name is Miles Gates Griffin. Um, I'm a current college student and uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay. <laughs> I must say, um, you are our youngest. Yeah, you are. You are like wisdom to us. You, uh, you are. You're really a cool kid. So, I'm always telling you that. I wish I was you. Had your cool when I was young, because you really are. You impress us. All right, just like your siblings. Okay, so. Uh, first question, um, from your perspective, mm-hmm. tell us, or, or just let us know, or our audience know how we are as parents. Um, what does it feel like as a couple and as an individual? How are we? So like, how are you guys were as parents? Um, well, I mean, didn't realize it then, but when I was younger, like you guys are the most loving and understanding parents that I know based upon the way, like I've came into contact and interact with other people and how they talked about their families, their, their upbringings. So it wasn't until, you know, I got to being by myself or got to live by myself and hear about other people's par- parents that I came to appreciate my own a lot more in like the childhood I had. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's ironic. You're, you know, the irony of that is that your siblings said the same exact thing yesterday, literally. So, you know, for, for speaking just for me, I don't want to, take anything from what he may have to say, but that's all we could ever ask for as parents that y'all have that moment of clarity and you like, hey, they are pretty all right. Yeah, my parents are pretty cool. So yeah, we that's that's it's appreciated. Um because we don't take parenting lightly. So um how are we as individuals? Can, can you give us some insight on how we are as individuals? Like, you know, we, are, yeah, we always talk about this yin to yang thing. Okay. So like, can I call you mom on this? Is that cool? Yes. Okay. yes. So, mom is definitely more of a, she's about the action. She wants to get stuff done right then and there. If she can, you know. And she's not afraid to say what needs to be said in order to get it, it there. Dad's more of, you know, 
the kind of guy who sits in like plans a lot more but he has a lot of wisdom and he always kind of gets he gets everyone to look at things from different perspectives before they make a absolute final decision so it's it really is heartwarming when you sit down and ask your kids these questions and without you being with the first two and y'all literally saying the same thing it's like hey, one or two things okay so. we're, we're consistent <laughs> we're consistent in whatever it is we've done um so but yeah just just my heart my heart um so as we did last ask the next question i did uh, the next question on here would be okay, from your age perspective, what do you see as challenges uh, for the black community? Um, I think a big challenge that as a black community we face is dissenting opinions on topic matters. And this is like a wide range of topic matters, but it, it seems a lot of the time that we, we never really have a consensus about what it is we need to do in order to move forward. And I don't think necessarily need like a consensus or a prime directive in order to move forward, but I think the conflict, the inner conflict that we have because we all have different opinions about how we should exist within the country is what part of the issue, in my opinion, is because that you're so busy arguing over opinions, things that don't really, they matter and they don't, but you can't stop someone from having them. Arguing about those things kind of detracts from the main goal of being able to survive as a race within a country. Okay. So if there was one thing that you would try to address as a collective, what would that be? It, like it's happening more now, but a lot of African-American people are coming to black people you know, there's been a point in a lot of our lives where we don't just straight out, we don't come out the womb loving ourselves. That's something that has to be learned later on for a lot of Black people. Some never do, but I think really hard learning how to love yourself when you're young makes the process a lot easier when you grow up. I think that's so. Absolutely. A great point because everything starts with how you see yourself, feel yourself, think about yourself. You know, so you saying that and saying it where at a young age that needs to be incorporated into your personality is brilliant. That's huge because it does. It's that self value thing that we always talk about. Our kids 
need to understand that self-value because we, as parents, as parents of color, black parents, we have to literally strip our kids down to sometimes their most vulnerable stage or, or level in their life and then build them back up so they can function in this environment that sometimes toxic environment. We yeah. have to strip you guys down. So I think a component of that when we do go through those those desensitizing you guys, we need to make sure value, self-esteem, your worth part of that process. Yeah, and that's a challenge because it's hard to separate the trauma from a broken home and the trauma from a substandard school system and the trauma from People that don't look like you hate you for no reason. Upstanding. And and so it's it's layer upon layer upon yeah. layer uh, for a lot of people, especially when the disadvantaged communities and and it takes you know trust. And so it's one of the things that we want to be able to do is have a space where people, young people, can trust that they can openly explore the world without backlash, without limitations. I can't hear you. You're kind of, sounds like you're in a bubble right now. I think you have a really, really good point. One second, the clarity is definitely gone. Like it, it sounds like your mic's changed or something. It's a weather front coming in. Oh here, yeah. So yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's yeah. ugly. Camera's grainy and everything. Yeah, it's very ugly out. Um, okay. But yeah, so I, I do. I, I appreciate that because that's one of the huge parts of what we we want to accomplish: making sure that young brown and black kids have self esteem. Yeah. So they can see themselves and know they're worthy of the, the things that they will accomplish in this world. So anyway, thank you for that. Next one. Well, tell us about your, your transition from home to college. Um, what, when I'll ask it like I asked your other two, what do you wish you would have had to prepare you more for that? Well, you, the knowledge. Is there some knowledge you wish you had that you could have taken with you to college? Um, is there some additional things? I think there's very few things that I wish that I had done differently. Because, um, you know, you get stuck in that wishing is a life full of regret. But I do think that I, I wish I cared more about investing in myself as a long-term project rather than just existing. I think when I started to see school as this is building me and, you know, bringing me into a new realm of possibility with the knowledge I've gained, the connections I make, all this type of thing, all these type of things, all correlate to wanting to invest in myself 
And there's so many different fields of knowledge that you can do that in, in so many different ways. You can start investing in yourself by just learning a new word every day or investing in yourself by picking up a new skill or studying. It doesn't just have to be being good at school. This could also be, you know, training your emotional control, your emotional intelligence. It could be training your body to listen to your mind. Just all these different ways you can invest in yourself, but you have to start. And no one's going to hand you self-investment. No one's going to be able to teach you self-investment as well as you'll be able to teach yourself by listening to yourself. Do you feel like when you left for school, you were well-equipped with everything you needed to know? On a, like, base level, yeah. Oh, yes. On a base level, yes. But on a fundamental level, like, just the love for knowledge kind of, like, got lost somewhere. I kind of got it back recently, but mm-hmm. the love for knowledge definitely was not there at that point. And I would like to have just really just wanted to invest in myself because then it would have been just oh I got schoolwork to do would have been oh I just want to be just want to be smarter you know I just want to learn more like recently I was reading my history book I turned into an audio book like the just to hear the text of speech and having the robotic voice explain like ancient history of what of the world to to me is really cool because it makes it sound like kind of like a video game where it's like stats and all this <laughs> stuff and then when it's like reading the numbers and all the like the crazy things that happened it, it piqued my interest it, it was a new way for me to kind of absorb that information when previously if you know me reading long big history books isn't really my thing i have to be really motivated to do it so it's creative. Yeah. Well, I will say you're like your dad when it comes to that. If it doesn't interest, if it doesn't interest him, he's he's got to find a new way to absorb it. But he always finds a way. It's not anything that he hasn't been challenged with that he hasn't found a way to absorb it. So. And I would say that. To your credit, uh, that awareness point happened to you at this point in your life that you're able to make the shift. A lot of uh, folks don't make that shift until they're much, much later in life. Yeah. Some people not at all. Yeah. So the fact that you are 21 and so self-reflective is like, mm-hmm. you way ahead of the game. <laughs> uh. There's there's other things that I, I you know I lack and I need to work on. So. Of course, I mean there are things at 58 I lack and I'm I'm still working on them. So that's a, a forward motion. Yeah, I always stay in forward motion. We we are born incomplete and we leave here incomplete. Yes, but making the journey the most exciting, the most meaningful most fulfilling thing yes. possible is what makes life. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's on the same track. Incompleteness to incompleteness. So just a, a little different question for him, mm-hmm. only because you're in school and your siblings and you all have that gap thing. Yes. Right now, in this climate, 
what advice would you have for your younger self in, um, in dealing with this? How would you tell your younger self um, how to deal with this kind of environment? So you're talking about the pandemic, like what do you mean by environment? The when I say the environment, I mean the pan the toxic environment we're in, the pandemic, oh, okay, the racial okay. discourse, all of that. How okay. would you would I tell myself? Yeah, your younger self, your your eighth grade self. <laughs> well, excuse me. Uh, well, dad says 16-year-old self. What would you tell your I mean, whatever I would tell my younger self would be um. Find a way to make it fun uh, after school, at least. Just find a way to engage with it. Um, always continue to do what you want to do. Um, invest in yourself and then consider yourself. Um, and also, well, one more thing is be, uh, do not lose sight of how to be empathetic that'd be nice yeah yeah that's, good. that's why i put consider yourself because you can be empathetic and consider yourself you know you can you can empathize or sympathize with people but you don't have to sacrifice yourself in this in on the way of being that way so one other question hmm. we know you switch your major from one thing to the other how did you come into that space that said, you know what, it's not computer science, it's philosophy and writing. Mm -hmm. What in you, your what said, this is it, this is this is what I feel like my my journey needs to have. Well, I don't think it really wasn't like a big choice, it's kind of a, okay, like. I don't really want to program like that. Um, I do want to write stories for video games. Because for me, at the end of the day, I want to design video games. That's kind of like my end goal is just design video games, maybe do something more with it. But until I get to that point, that's my that's my, my work. Um, but I always have had the, the skill to, to write. And it seemed like to me that it would be a lot more beneficial to me to learn how to expand my writing to more than just creative writing than to just go to school for programming and mathematics um because in philosophy you learn how to write in a philosophical way which isn't really real writing kind of for essays you would you could just ignore all the traditional writing rules they would teach you in grade school so I wanted to become a better writer for a lot more reasons than just to write stories for video games. But for programming, I would first want to program video games. So that's why I decided to switch because I wouldn't, you know, I didn't want to be in a job that I would do something I would want to do on the side as a hobby. But I have a lot of hobbies, so I like <laughs> to push them. I want to nowadays push them as far as I could take them. So. I want one uh have we have a couple more questions. Okay. All right. The other question we have 
You got to lean back in. I can't hear you. Okay, one second. I got to see. You know your mama can't see. Let me, <laughs> let me get to the paper. Okay. Um, a strength. What or do you... How did we word this to the kids last night? What, what strengths do you believe mom and dad bring to helping to address some of the issues that confront our young people today? Mm. You guys are both very good listeners. You always have been, so I think that's like the biggest strength right there. What I mentioned earlier about one person being, you know, very active and the other person being very calculating, it 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 helps because you guys are both very good listeners. So those just having that quality will allow those strengths to show in different ways. Okay. And you had the last question. You had the last question last night. Okay. How do you feel about the effort that we're taking, we're undertaking? Yeah, what are your thoughts and feelings on what we're doing? Um, I think the effort is something that's needed. I, I, when I was growing up, I would have been a lot more motivated in school if I could see where it could take me in the same likeness of someone who looked like me. So having black instructors and all of those things. Yeah, just having representation of more than just like your school janitors mm -hmm. is very important. So. so with that though, what do you think to do you feel like we're equipped to go out there and tackle those problems? I hate to ask it like that. Should we ask it like that? I mean, it's now. Do you, why, why does it matter if I think you guys are equipped to do the task? If you believe well, that's, that's, not, not that's a closed in question. Yeah. Um, what yeah. I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is like, you believe you're doing something good and great for the community. It doesn't matter if you're equipped, it just matters if you have the consistency and drive to be able to complete the task. Yeah, we just- There are gonna be things we have to learn along the way. Yes. Like exactly. That's what I'm saying is like, you guys are gonna learn along the way. And if you're not equipped now, you will be by the end of it, so, yeah, you know? If uh, we're serious about it. Exactly, and if you're serious about it, you will get equipped. I believe in you guys. So. Well. Are you going to work for us when you graduate? Work? Work for <laughs> you? <laughs> and I like working, don't get me wrong, but. Probably not yeah. working for us, though. That would, that would be too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be too weird. Um, <laughs> I'll pass by. I'll be like, hey, what's up? You know? <laughs> I don't think I'll work. Um, would be you too busy traveling anyway? Yes, I'll try would you, to travel. Yeah. Would fine. you allow us to uh, use your your language skills, your ability to absorb various foreign languages with ease? So could we use that? 
What do you mean? I'm you come and translate for us. And I mean, do if, you need, if you just ask me, yeah, I'm not going to be like, you better pay me. <laughs> <laughs> you better pay me. Like, just if, it, if I can fit it in, you know, I'll, I'll show up. I'll, I'll translate something. But uh, right now, it's the Japanese and French I'm trying to get down. And then I'll move on to other stuff once I do. Yeah. We were talking about your chess. Do you think chess is a good game for young people to play? Yeah, I think I think it's the best game for young people to, to play. I mean, if you talk to any any of my friends from Atlanta, you know, in like the religious schools, they were all introduced to chess and played chess for years and years. Yeah, and I think you know, it may not even be just religious schools, but I think more. So you should push people to play. Mm-hmm. I think you should be keeping Christian playing too. He'd be on chess.com. <laughs> yeah, he's still he's still playing dad. He's Good. still playing him. So I'm gonna go online and play some folks. You gotta play some people, Dad. I am. You got to. I am. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get equipped so I can come at you. Yeah. <laughs> we were laughing about how you remember like if you land on, I'm just going to say A7, mm-hmm. and you know that if I take blah piece, it can get to A7, or it can do, I'm like, yeah. okay. Uh, it's the notation. I still got to work on that, but I, I, I've learned a lot more concepts since playing, like, the fried liver. You ever heard of the fried liver? No. Uh, that's a concept. So, basically, uh, the fried liver is where you have um, your bishop and your knight attacking the both the same square next to the king and so when you line them up like that it can set up for a nasty fork because where you would put your knight the bishop is covering it so the king can't take it but it also forks the queen and the rook i believe sort of yeah. like yes yeah, so it's like here like that so it's no it's like here this will be the bishop so this will be the bishop He's pointed this way at like on this diagonal. Here's the knight. The knight is threatening this space right here. Right there. So the knight goes, boom. The king is right here, right? But the king can't take because the knight's right there. And so the queen goes on this side because the queen is now in danger of being taken by the knight. But you also fork the rook. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's called fried liver. It's it's really funny. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I guess, do you have any more questions about ETC? No. I think we covered them most of them. We covered them all? Mm -hmm. I'm excited. You excited? I'm excited. Excited? I'm excited too. too. You guys are a motivation. I'm glad. Our motivation after your your holiday conversation. Yeah, I'm going out in my super cape, (laughs) and I'm gonna fight the world for every beautiful brown face that looks like yours and your sisters and your brothers and your niece and nephew. Good. Mm-hmm. Public school is an interesting place, so it's good. Let me ask you one other thing. Do you, the last thing, do you have any advice for 
maybe a parent. No, never mind. We'll ask you oh. that another time. Exactly. Well, it, it's more about when we place our brown, black and brown kids in these predominantly white areas. Um, honestly. Tell them flourish. It's more of a, it's more of a personal preference thing. Like if you believe, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let them know if you do, like what they may face. But that's up to the parent because you know there's jobs, there's there's all side like all sorts of different types of factors that dictate where people end up that aren't so as black and white as just like you know we move here. So it depends. You just have to research where you're going and what area you live in, and just research it. And that's all you really can do. Yeah, I mean, just being, you know, sometimes a trade-off for a good school may be an academic move, but it, but it may not be a the best a, a best move for. You know anything else the child may need as part of development? Yeah. Well, you have to balance that. You know, weigh that trade off and what it's worth. Mm -hmm. Hindsight, be what it is. Yeah. I just wanted to say again, thank you. No problem. For taking the time out. I know your your time is your time, and things get hectic with school, so. I wanted to really say thank you for taking the time out of your, your schedule tonight. Of course. I mean, I'm going to be up for a little bit anyway. I got class at like 12 tomorrow. And then I got Japanese at 3.30 after that. So. How's yeah. Japanese? You had your first test, didn't you? Yeah, I got an 86 on it. Um, awesome. My history quiz, I got a 80, but I took the test today. So we'll see. It's kind of like I, the quiz came for the test. So I, I got, I didn't know I got an 80 on the quiz because I didn't check. So I was like, I don't want to see. I thought I did that, but I got an 80. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so hopefully the uh, test went pretty well. I'm hoping for like a CD. So. Uh, woo! That's our insightful child. That's a child that took all the wisdom in the house and squeezed it onto himself. Yeah. 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 He's a really deep thinker and a really sensitive guy. And uh, really enjoyed that session with him. Yeah, he, he definitely <clears throat> gives us uh, insight into what direction we need to take with our college students, what direction we need to take with our middle school students. I mean, we have lived that moment. Um, and as much as we thought, you know, having him in the time frame in which we did, there would be some difference. Well, even with our oldest two, we thought we would see change um, in society. And so with uh, that being said, yeah. Yeah, and it, it brings really into focus that, you know, Despite all the advances that we have, there's still this thing where in our black communities, we're kind of forced with, you know, do we prioritize academics or do we prioritize culture? And in some neighborhoods, in many neighborhoods, 
uh, prioritizing academics means moving to a district or an area that may be predominantly white. Uh, and there's some risk to that. And there are some side effects of that that has, parents have to be really aware of. And by the same token, because of the way systems are right now, choosing culture may risk a child not having the full education benefits that they would get somewhere else. And so that's another reason why we want to go down this road, because it shouldn't be those types of gaps. And so it's important for somewhere, somehow, that we're able to bridge that gap between, you know, what a child needs to fully, fully flourish, regardless of where they are in their uh, high school or middle school uh, journey. That was a great segue. <clears throat> that was a great segue, okay. because our next podcast we will start unpacking careers. Yes. We're going to start having real conversations with black professionals about how they got to be. So join us, mm -hmm. yay, for <laughs> our first official podcast, bringing you black excellence. Look forward to talking to you soon. Go deep for the culture. You have been listening to Off the Top, where Black excellence dwells. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment below, share with your friends and family, and come back for the next episode, where we will continuously provide usable, tangible, life-shifting information.